The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, power horse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to help fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. Plus, when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Wonderful football Wednesday edition of You Better You Bet rolls on. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley here with you on the BetQL Network. Two hours into the show and an awesome two hours still to come. We'll bring you all our bets for tonight in the Power Hour. Final hour, we'll bring you golf bets for the Sanderson Farms. Excited to do that. Our pal Tyler Morales will join us for golf bets coming up in the final hour of the show. 20 minutes from now, our good friend Eric Eager stops by from Sumer Sports, giving us his bets for week number five in the National Football League. Lockmas coming up a little later. Ken's going to tell you how to bet the Big Ten West in college football. But Ken, we got a couple Major League Baseball playoff games going on right now. Uh, we collectively bet on Texas. I bet on the Minnesota Twins. I don't know if anyone else joined me on the uh, the Twins bandwagon today as they look to eliminate the Toronto Blue Jays. We got anything cooking here in Major League Baseball uh, updating the playoff scores? Well, some, I guess uh, no real drama in the Rangers-Rays game, thankfully, where uh, Texas is up 7 to nothing as they look to eliminate Tampa Bay. Uh, I think it's. I think I saw this uh, yesterday when the Rays lost Game One. Their last postseason win, I think, was 2018 against the Red Sox, something like that. Like they've lost a staggering number of consecutive postseason games. Uh, Sean McDonough calling At the, hands the game. Of the Yankees too. Like that was sure. Like uh, the hands of the Yankees also. That was definitely one of the series. Sean McDonough calling the game on ABC, even kind of joked at seven nothing. Like <laughs> you can start to hear boos on the telecast. He goes, uh, "the the group starting to boo." Like you can't really call it a crowd. There aren't that many people here. So the group starting to boo the Tampa Bay Rays, like just knocking that they don't even have a lot of fans. They're not a lot of fan support. So seven nothing Rangers in that game, and then kind of still just getting started here with Blue Jays and Twins. I will say the crowd. I'm mean, gonna kind of compare the crowds in in Minnesota and Tampa. Crowd in Minnesota, just electric. And I know I bet the Marlins last night, but you watch that game on TV. Average ticket price for the Phillies last night was like $600, like really like an impossible ticket to get just to play the Marlins in the wildcard series. That place was crazy last night as well. The good playoff baseball atmospheres 
always really fun. Like I want Toronto to win the series, obviously, but like good for Minnesota, honestly, to finally get kind of over the postseason hump of just winning a game. Now, obviously winning a series, that's a little bit different, but we'll see what happens. Scoreless top two, the Blue Jays have the leadoff runner on with, uh, with nobody out. And a great atmosphere right now in Minnesota for this game between the Twins and the Blue Jays. Going to have some great atmospheres, Ken, this weekend in college football. Uh, Tim Brando should be joining us momentarily. But, Ken, uh, what's your impression um, early on here on the college football card coming up on Saturday? Like, I, I feel like we got a couple of good games. Maybe we'll have, like, a nice betting card, a nice Lochmas card coming up on Friday. How are you feeling about college football uh, at this point in the week, this, for, for obviously well, for this slate of games coming up? Well, it's kind of it's kind of one of my favorite things about college football is just when – like you're never really sure how two big teams match up against each other until you until you see the game itself. Like every, you know, every team only plays 12. Most of the big teams will only play like two or three test games, like games against other opponents. And we have that this weekend with Texas and Oklahoma. Texas played Alabama, so we got like a little idea about them. Oklahoma, not so sure. You're just never really sure who's better, how they match up until they play each other. It's like one of the unique things. NFL, you play kind of a similar team every week. You kind of have a good idea who's good and who's not. College, we're just never really sure until they match up, and that's kind of one of the things that makes it so much fun. Absolutely can't wait for the college slate coming up this week. And one of the games we're looking forward to, Fresno State and Wyoming. Fresno State ranked in the top 25 right now. Been awesome to start the year. And our guy Tim Brando will be on the national call of that game coming up this weekend. And Tim joins us now, making his You Better You Bet debut. Uh, legend in the space, Fox Sports play-by-play man on Twitter, at Tim Brando. Tim, we really appreciate you making the time on what we know is a busy time of year for you. It's Nick Costos and Ken Barkley here on You Better You Bet. My friend, how's it going? I'm good. Uh, Ken, Nick, it's great to be with both of you. Tim, uh, I'm just kind of curious. We can start kind of generally with just college football this year. You know, going into the season, it was, can Georgia really win their third straight national championship? Like the, the best team in the country the last two years. They're still the favorite in the betting market to win their third straight, but some teams have kind of crept a little bit closer to them, right? Texas a little closer, Ohio State, Michigan, obviously much closer, the second choice. Do, do you think this Georgia team's a little vulnerable? Who do you think could kind of give them a really good game, maybe get them at the end this year? Oh, they're absolutely vulnerable. They could lose to Kentucky. They're not, not, they're not nearly the team they were a year ago. And I think everybody in, uh, that's following college football, and particularly those uh, that you're appealing to uh, from, a, from a betting point of view, uh, if you think you're going to go simply with a brand name that just sounds big and has been great during the pure playoff privilege era of uh, only four teams, getting to compete in the postseason for the right to call themselves a national champion, you're sadly mistaken. Uh, Georgia's got a quarterback that's, uh, in my mind, not proven by any stretch. He's missing open receivers. Carson Beck has not delivered the goods. They played a medium to lower tier SEC team in Auburn. Hugh Freeze is going to do a great job there, but he does not have the personnel. And uh, with an offense that was, by Hugh's standards, very anemic, you know, I think only got, um, you know, not even the 200 yards of total offense, which is very unlike a freeze-run team. They they had Georgia on the ropes and really should have won the game at Jordan-Air. Uh, and it wasn't because Auburn's defense was that great. It was because Georgia's offense, uh, without Brock Bowers, was basically null and void. Uh, they have no playmakers at wide receiver. Their running game is not what it has uh, always been. Uh, and they're where they are, based in the polls, solely on reputation. If they were not two-time defending national champions, they wouldn't be ranked higher than sixth, which is where I have them in my top ten. So you don't have to wait for Georgia to play 
in the SEC title game for them to lose. They're going to lose. Uh, I, I feel like, Tim, and that's a great answer on, on Georgia. Before we kind of like find out like which team do you think could upend Georgia and win the national championship, it sounds like you think Kentucky's going to keep the game close coming up this weekend. The The point spread in the game is 14 and a half. Like, is, is this going to be a close? Is this going to be like helter-skelter here for Georgia towards the end of the game? Maybe Kentucky wins, but you, it sounds like you, like, you think Kentucky's going to keep this game close. Well, I mean, unless there's a scoop and score or a pick six and Georgia's defense does it, I don't think they can cover the 14 and a half, but I mean, that's, that's what we're talking about in college football. A lot of times, you know, a game is very, very close. Well, let's talk Wyoming for just a second. Okay. Wyoming is a hell of a football team and they're going to be playing at home against the Fresno state team that, you know, I, I think is getting better play at quarterback than they ever imagined in the, in the wake of Jake Hayner leaving who had, uh, played on a leg and a half and got him to a Mountain West title game a year ago and won it. But but Wyoming had Texas tied with a little more than 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter after Texas had beaten Alabama. So they're really good. Wyoming's really good. And the, and the house is going to be packed uh, in Laramie. It'll be the first time a national television audience for an over-the-air network game has ever been there for one of their own games. And so you can imagine that place is going to be psyched if, you know, Texas is great. I think they're, they're worthy of being number one personnel-wise and in terms of what their offense has done. Ewers has been, you know, one of those quarterbacks that has been on time and on target for the most, uh, for the most part this season. I was impressed with how they ran away from Kansas in the third and fourth quarter last week because I think Kansas is one of the better coach football teams in the country. Uh, and yet I think a few people might say, yeah, that was just Kansas. Well, Kansas isn't just Kansas anymore. They're actually pretty good. And uh, other than Texas, probably, and Oklahoma, perhaps, they're the only team in the Big 12 that's played up to the level of their capability so far this year. K-State hasn't, TCU hasn't, Baylor hasn't, Texas Tech hasn't. So uh, what I'm saying to you is uh, the the, the – <laughs> The college football landscape now is not a dominant landscape. It's, it is very flat, and it was getting that way already before we got into, you know, year two, going into year three of the NIL and the portal, and it's going to be more this way uh, moving up. The fact that Colorado did what it did in the second half to USC's defense should tell you all you need to know. Uh, even without Travis Hunter, they're able to cover the number. And, and cover the number large, okay? So uh, fans that are accustomed to just rolling out the dough because Saban's that much better than everybody else, uh, Georgia's that much better, those, those days are going by the boards now. They are. College football's landscape and, and uh, the transformation of the sport, which I think is for the ultimate good of the game, is well underway. That's a very interesting take there. Obviously, playoff expansion on the horizon, too. You're going to see a lot more teams get in. And if it if it's kind of flat like it is this year, like you're calling it, Tim, that word, then it might have up with some pretty crazy national champions going forward, too. I'm curious. So that was kind of the national title. You mentioned USC's defense. I know you had a chance to call USC, I think, this season against Stanford. So you've seen Caleb Williams. And even if you haven't called a game, you've, we've all seen Caleb Williams, right? The defending Heisman Trophy winner. His price to win the Heisman just keeps going down and down and down as he throws more touchdowns, almost getting to the point 
point where we're going to see some markets, Caleb Williams or the field, we're getting really close to his price being that low, like plus 175, plus 150 for him to win. So I'll kind of pose that question to you. You really think he can win back-to-back Heismans? You think when we get to the end of the year, it's going to be Caleb Williams or it's going to be somebody else? Yeah, I think it'll be somebody else, but it's going to be somebody else, not because Caleb Williams' game has, has come down any. I just don't think a lot of Heisman voters are into voting the same guy in, period, end of story. This isn't the same voting uh, group that we had years ago when Archie Griffin was playing. Uh, far too many people now vote on the Heisman. Uh, in the old days, you had very few. It was, it was hard to get a Heisman vote. Uh, when I got mine, which was uh, a little over 30 years ago, it was hard, very hard. Uh, because you were, quote-unquote, a national voter. Uh, I had hosted College Game Day in 1987, uh, 88, uh, and by 1993, I think, finally, 93, by the time I was in my uh, – I moved on to calling games, and I had left game day, but I was still at ESPN. I finally – it took me six years to get a vote. Now everybody gets votes. It's, it's just amazing how many people can get votes now. And by and large, I think a lot of those voters are, are still biased. Uh, the sports writers, the people who are covering certain teams in certain geographical areas are biased for this or that player. But I don't think that playing for the so-called big name, big brand that has so many more media members voting is necessarily as big a deal as it once was. In the old days, if you were a Notre Dame guy, or a USC guy, or an Ohio State guy, or an Alabama guy, uh, Penn State guy, you were going to have a much better chance. I think now, uh, especially now with voting being done after all the games are played, uh, not being done via mail, but via via the Internet, uh, it's, it's made it much more difficult for somebody to repeat. But he's had a hell of a year, and right now he's the only player for the Trojans playing to a potential national championship standard the defense isn't and uh he's got a lot it's almost absurd how much weaponry he has in that arsenal from an offensive standpoint i think in every game usc plays you should take the over that's for sure regardless of what the spread is you should take the over because they're going to make teams score 50 to beat them uh 70 point, and a half I've is the total twice. this weekend yeah i've seen him play twice i had him against arizona state and the Sun Devils scared him, had him in the fourth quarter, down one score with the ball, down six with seven and a half minutes to play. And they, they didn't win it, but they were one uh, USC gaffe away from pulling it off. There are times when USC gets lazy with the ball, and even he does, okay? Even he does from time to time. You know, a botch snap from center or just a laissez-faire um, – uh, approach where they're not ready for the snap. I saw that happen a couple of times in the Arizona State game. Uh, USC is playing uh, not to their standard, but to the level of the standard of the opposition. And uh, that's scary. Right now, the only team that I believe in, in college football that is playing to their own standard is Washington. But we haven't seen them against a real quality opponent yet. Okay? They've not been tested. But Michael Penix in my opinion, is playing as well or better than than um, than Caleb. They just haven't had that game where everyone's been paying attention to them. But when they do, if he keeps playing at this level, I think he's, you know, right now in my mind, 
he's playing the best of any of any guy in the game right now. Penix right now, the second choice to win the Heisman Trophy at our show sponsor, BetMGM. Penix plus 450, Caleb Williams, the reigning defending Heisman Trophy winner, the favorite at plus 175. So, uh, so Tim, we're, we're out of time for this interview, but in the time we have left, I'm just going to like our guy Randy and like Alex who reached out to you to book you for the show today. I, I almost like, I don't even want them to have to ask this question. I'm going to ask you on the air. We are dying to like have you on again, hopefully sometime soon to talk college football. We really enjoyed this typing in the chat the entire time. We'll love kind of like the way you're talking about the sport, like love the angles you're coming up with here. Obviously a legend in this field. So uh, we're going to be messaging you to come back on. Can we count on you to make at least one more appearance this season here with us, Tim, in about 10 seconds? Yes, I'd love to come back. Randy's, despite Randy, I'll come back. <laughs> Great. Uh, Great, I got, I got, I got good or maybe bad news for you, Tim. We'll talk to you next week here on You Better You Bet. Or at least that'll be the hope. The legendary Tim Brando here with us on the show on Twitter at Tim Brando will be on the national call coming up this weekend. Fresno State at Wyoming. That was absolutely amazing. Like what, a, what a freaking legend, man. Uh, coming up next, another legend joins the show. Our pal Eric Eager from Sumer Sports rolling through the whole slate, Week Five in the NFL. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.